0: And there we go, everyone. We are back again for another fantastic conversation on Friday Night Counter-Attack. And this week, you are in for a treat because this is a podcast topic that we've been looking at doing for quite a while now. And I'm really looking forward to going into this topic. And as you can tell by the title... We are doing the all time Premier League underrated 11 draft. And for this one, we've got quite a good um, list of people to go through as well. I say quite a good one because I probably would say I'm the weakest link in this lineup today because, of course, we've got Suki back today. And with Suki, with his Premier League knowledge, I'd say, yeah, I'd say we're on par with Premier League knowledge. If we're talking about Spurs or Man United, we'd know a bit more about our clubs respectively. But Premier League knowledge, we're neck and neck. And I'm really not looking forward to seeing how Suki has been sending me warning shots all week in terms of, oh, I've got my team. None of you are picking my 11. This is a draft Hamza. I'm going to beat you. I'm like, oh, my days. This is not looking good, bro. It's not looking good. Um, But no, Suki, good to have you on the podcast again. Been a while, my friend, but I'm glad you're back. How are you doing today?
1: But my bro, appreciate that. I'm always a always a welcome intro to uh, Friday Night counter attack, and uh, I'm glad to be back. And uh, yeah, I think you're in for a surprise with my um, my underrated all time Premier League eleven. So yeah, I can't wait to start and tell you uh, my players. You're, yeah, you're in for a shock. That's all I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> I'm in for a shock in terms of how I'm getting shocked from static from your from your microphone there Suki. So is crazy right now um, but no it's perfectly oh, <laughs> it happens these things happen but we're rocking and we're rolling with this one I'm looking forward to this one and welcoming back Joshua Adudonka our very friendly football well friendly neighbourhood football commentator and football reporter um, I was going to try and make a Spider-Man reference but um, with the new Madam Web trailer out I'm not really sure what the direction of Spider-Man is going in but I know the direction of Joshua 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 Adudonka, right now, is that he's killing it in football commentary in the EFL. And I'm going to hopefully be able to see him at a lot more Premier League clubs and bigger matches worldwide going forward. But Joshua, it's good to have you on the podcast, my friend. Are you ready for another beating on this podcast? Because the last time you had a draft, you left in agony because I was there, like, yeah, this is a good team for me. And we had Matt from Back of the Net podcast and we had Travis. But before we get into that, Joshua, how are you doing today and how are you doing this week and how's everything going for you, probably?
2: Yeah, all good, all good, everything's well, glad to be back on the pod again, I'm enjoying it and uh, yeah, I have to be honest, I'm itching to get ready because last time I did, I looked to my back four last time, I well, thought that was good, but the midfield and the, the strike force is lacking so I'm glad I'm able to kind of have another, another bite and another crack to, to beat anyone man.
0: Now I'm looking forward to this one as well because literally it's like we're looking at some of these players and we're like we missed out so many good players from <laughs> our um 21st century retired legends draft, as it were, and this week with our all-time Premier League um, draft as underrated draft, I should say, um, it's going to be quite fun because we've got a few rules and a few um, challenges to overcome. So the first one is we are going to all be playing a four four two variation formation. So it can be whatever formation in a four four two. 2 So it's perfectly fine if you want to do wingers, if you want to do a diamond, however you want to go, the choice is yours. Everyone, as always, you know to play along at home and you know to send us yours uh, via social media. So by all means, carry on with that. We are going to stick with the one player per club rule. So if you are talking about a player, for example, if I go for someone like, for example, Frank Lampard, and you're going to be choosing Frank Lampard from Man City, you know that's not going to run because his main career was at Chelsea um, as well, which is going to be quite fun. So if you are going to choose someone, you have to choose someone from rather their prime or where you thought they had a really good impact as well. And the third rule, because we've got three people, this is going to be very subjective. It's a subjective podcast where both the other people who are not choosing this player get to, have a look at maybe overruling the player. So for example... If I then say, my wild card is David Beckham, Suki will then come in with a straight slide tackle and be like, Hams, no way, fam. No way. David Beckham is world class. He was at it in his day. Top three in the Ballon d'Or in 1999. He is not underrated. So we are talking about players who are underrated, but we're not talking about players who may not have been the best ever players, but we can't just throw them in for the sake of... um, Trying to pull a fast one basically. So if you're gonna pick someone like as an Andy Cole, for example, 187 Premier League goals, is he really underrated? Yes. Yes.
2: Oh, I'm (laughs)
0: gonna agree to disagree on that one. But um, (laughs) that's what we're kind of going for in this one as well. So Suki and Joshua, you get to call out my choices. Um, obviously, Suki and I will call out Joshua's choices, and uh Joshua and I will call out Suki's choices as well. So if we're going for a player And, for example, both of you trying to overrule the other person, we then have to put our backing forward as to why they're underrated. And not just because of what we think, we have to kind of consider the whole consensus of their career as well. It's going to be fun because there will be a lot of challenges and a lot of pushback on this one. But without further ado, we're going to start with our wild cards and then we're going to start going from back to front. So goalkeeper, defence, midfield and attack. And Suki, let's start with you, my friend. Premier League, Underrated 11 of all time, you have first choice in the draft for your wild card, and then we'll go to Joshua, then we'll go to me, then we'll crack on to our goalkeepers. Where's your first bit going,
1: and why? It can, can be any position, right? Any position. Yep. Uh, sorry it, All right, my wild card is a, uh, I mean, like he's more of like a CF just behind a striker, and his name is uh, Kevin Nolan for Bolton.
0: Ooh, Kevin Nolan. Those days at Bolton with Sam Allardyce and Kevin Davis and Stelios Giannakopoulos and JJ Kotcher. Um, Joshua, I think, I think has got us there. It's definitely underrated and definitely underappreciated. And for me personally, um, the fact that he went to play for West Ham in the championship and then got promoted with them that, the next season afterwards shows how talented he was and what experience he had as a professional footballer in England. So, I'm happy with that one, Joshua. What do you think?
2: Yeah, go for it. Tidy player, good. Solid Premier League player who you'd say deserved a bit more. Maybe, you know, maybe in an era where he could get picked up by a a top four, top six side. His time at Newcastle was good and kind of recreated it at West Ham as well, like you just said. Uh, With, you know, Big Sam. He showed he can play a bit of football, um, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's a very solid shout. Surprised that he's gone for his wild card. I don't know who else you've got in your locker, but yeah, good, 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 oh, good,
1: choice. Yeah. You're gonna see the theme.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're, you're gonna see a, a theme this. It it's gonna be a Brexit theme, isn't it? Suki? I know it. Can I, yeah, it I, 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 it's gonna be funny with this one as well. Um, but yeah, nah, nice shout with Kevin Nolan. Um, Joshua, go ahead. Who's your wild card? And um, let's hear it,
2: man. Andy Cole. Andy Cole, for me, hands over, hands away. I know you're gonna, I know you're gonna over a slide tackle me straight away. It's Andy gonna be Cole's a slide tackle with a yellow card. He's the by far the most underrated football in the Premier League. Every record, goal scoring wise, Andy Cole pops up. Man City, Chelsea on the weekend. Harlan gets a brace. He's one away from 50 for being the quickest guy. Who's whose record is he breaking? Andy Cole's. Other than Rooney, Kane, and Shearer, and Agüero, and Agüero, Andy Cole. If, you, if we if we were in the this ten years ago, Andy Cole second. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Won everything. On the treble, influential in the treble, was excellent at Newcastle, was good at Blackburn. Um, if I'm correct, forgive me, I think he went for, at the time, was the highest transfer record as well when he came to Manchester United. I think that is correct. Yeah. Um, listen, he is by far the most, he, and he gets forgotten. When you talk about, all, when we did our all-time list, he didn't get a honourable mention mm. in terms of the retired 21st century players. When you look at, if you Google right now, best Premier League players of all time, best Manchester United players of not all time, or at least Premier League. He's never in there. But when we're talking about records and we're talking about goals, and also, that's about penalties, by the way. Didn't take a penalty. So I think he's underrated because you got to tell people about him. You got to Jamie about- Carragher. Do you, let me Do you, if, if if it was Henri, yeah. if it was Henri, if it was Shearer, if it was Rooney, Haaland's getting that record. You know what record he's breaking. Do you know what I mean? For example, Salah's uh, um, Alan Shearer's... Even the 50-goal record last year that Arlen broke was Andy Cole's record in a single season. Mm. So all the records are held, in my opinion, for Andy Cole, but he never gets a mention. So that's why I think he's the wild card. I think he's the most underrated player, I think, in the Premier League history, because he should be rated higher. I rest <laughs> my case.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a good case you made... Um... Suki, you're going to make the judgment on this one because I I'm torn with this one as well. So, are you going to accept Joshua's case for 187 goal-scoring machine Andy Cole for being underrated, or is he quite highly rated, or what, what do we think of this one, Suki?
1: Listen, it's it's very debatable, but we have to give this to Joshua because I mean, he did not get his flowers whatsoever during his time of of peak performance. Right, he only got his flowers. Afterwards, when people realise that he scored 187 goals, excluding the penalties because he never took them, so imagine if he did take penalties, then we we he he would have been on 200 plus, right? And we'd be going in him to be like the best English striker, this, that, the other. And the fact that he never really got taken to to to, to the England squad shows that, right? And I think didn't really we, start, we right? To take yeah,
2: good exactly.
1: Point. We missed a trick with that, yeah. So I, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. I've, I've got to give that to Joshua there. To thank you, so
2: you, thank you.
0: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with Suki on that one because it was something where we can pick the best of underrated players and we're not just going to pick crap players throughout this whole list. And obviously, Andy Cole is nowhere near crap and is nowhere near um, forgotten about. But for the people who don't know about Andy Cole, they always have to have it explained to them. So for that reason, yeah, I'm going to agree with Suki and Joshua. You have your wild card in Andy Cole.
2: Thank you, guys. Thank you.
0: Ah, nicely done Nicely done my friend um, My wild card is I'm going for another striker Who burst onto the scene um, At Arsenal Football Club In the late 90s He came As a young Frenchman With the world at his feet And he just came And looked like he tore up um, Ian Wright's way Of playing football Because he then overtook Ian Wright as The number 9 striker behind, In front of Dennis Bergkamp And I'm going to have to go for This is a tricky one Because I'm not sure Where I'm going with this one Am I going for, I'm going for Nicolas Anelka Nicholas Anelka for me highly underrated what a baller he was people saying he was better than Henri in his younger days as well and Thierry Henry's getting talked about as one of the best ever players in Premier League history but Nicholas Anelka when he burst onto the scene was signed ahead of Thierry Henry and he was also the main man at 17-18 years old He scored 17 goals in 35 games for Arsenal in the 1999 season, where they finished second behind Manchester United's Trevor winning side as well. He then moved over to different Premier League clubs. He went to Liverpool for a season or two, went to Manchester City before the oil money. And then he ended up at Bolton after going to Europe a couple of times. And at Bolton, he scored 11 goals in the Premier League in 35 games and 10 goals in 18 games in 2008. He then became the top scorer at Chelsea with 19 goals, outscoring Cristiano Ronaldo um, in 2009, respectively. My question is, which Nicolas Anelka can I use? Because remember my rule that I said earlier. I can't just pick him when he was at West Brom or Liverpool or Man City. I still have to pick a good version of Nicolas Anelka, but I personally think I want Nicolas Anelka from Arsenal, but I'm not going to use a Chelsea one because I think with Chelsea is good, but Nicolas Anelka at Arsenal is something different. Joshua, what do you think? Is he underrated? And should I use him from Arsenal?
2: Yeah, I think he's underrated, hundred percent. And You know, I, I almost forgot about his Bolton stint. Remember that goal, the Reebok cutting his right, went top corner against Jeez. Arsenal. Funny enough, you know, I'm not going to do the celebration, but we all know the celebration. Um, but funny enough, I disagree. I thought he was excellent Chelsea, and you know, I think his stint at Chelsea was underrated. Brilliant Arsenal. But once he went to Liverpool, and he went to Real Madrid, of course, as well. That's where the form kind of dipped and Henri took over and that that's kind of forgotten. So I, I would accept Arsenal also, by the way. But I would use him for his Chelsea stint because I thought in that 2010 team, where I think Joe scored you know, plus 90 goals, pushed United to the you know to the end, they won it by one point. But they were smashing teams like 8-0, 9-0, Sunderland, and he Wigan. was scoring goals. Yeah, and he yeah, and he was scoring goals again. And you think about early 90s, and that's 2010. Mm. I'm not great at maths, but that's a good 10-year spin if I'm correct. him <laughs> so, Michael Dapper, we need him for this bit. <laughs> you know, so that 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 at a high level, so he's played for top clubs as well. So to be honest, I'll be happy with any other than Liverpool and Elka. <laughs> yeah, I would be probably happy to put him anywhere, but I, I do think he's underrated. He doesn't get the you know he's not. He's, when someone says top five Premier strikers, no one says an Elka do they? Or Andy Cole?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, so-, so- agree or disagree? Going for Arsenal, um, an perfectly fine for me.
2: Happy with that.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose Arsenal. I would, I'd say Bolton because I think that's where everyone thought it was going to be the end of his career, right? They thought his career was suicide, that he was joining Bolton. And look how brilliant he played from Bolton and then he made that move to Chelsea, right? I think I got the timeline, right? Yeah, but yeah. I think I he think was mostly underrated at Bolton because I, I think critics had written him off completely. But when, when he went to Bolton, had a fantastic one season and then that's City he made that big move to Chelsea and he, and he did wonders for them, right? So, um, yeah, I'm more than happy to give to him. But yeah, but I'll,
2: I'll take Bolton, I'd say, out, out of the three teams. Yeah, he's so, he's, yeah, other than Liverpool, thing you could have anyone. I'll be honest, Bolton, Chelsea or Arsenal, it's up to you to be honest, Sam's.
0: I'll happily take Bolton yeah. then, it'll make it easier for me. And <laughs> I need the permission from the boys there as well. But yeah, Nicholas Nelka in his Bolton days, two seasons, two double-figure season as well. And he left mid-season in that second season to move to Chelsea. So yeah, nicely done, Nicholas Nelka. You're in my team. Uh, misunderstood Nicholas Nelka, Netflix documentary, out now. Um, only on one streaming service, which is Netflix. Goalkeepers, Suki, let's hear it. Where are we going with this one? Are we going for a Brexit one or are we going for something different
1: entirely with your one? <laughs> it's different entirely. Yeah, it's because I'm going for the man, the myth, the legend from Wigan Athletic, saved him from relegation, Ali Al-Habzi. No, man, Bye-bye. you
0: can't be taking old man's Ali Al-Habzi. Oh.
1: I'm taking him. <laughs>
0: That was my keeper as I owned. No way. Yeah, Ali Al-Habzi was my Omani legend in this team. It was a streets will never forget player and an underrated goalkeeper. Killing it. And the worst thing is, the worst thing is, we, we do a list basically when we prepare for some of these things. He was yeah. not on that list intentionally because I thought, oh, they're, they're never going to get it. They're never going to get Al-Habzi. And you got him. Great shout. Fair play, Suki. Fair Mate. play, I'm happy with that. Josh, you happy with that? Yeah, yeah, yes. of course. <laughs> good, good, good man. Go on, Suki. Tell us about our Habsy.
1: What's he like? Look, I was gonna say. I think that that season, I think it was own nine, uh, two thousand and ten, and May. Wigan were pretty much in the mud, really, and they, they should have been relegated two seasons before, without him making those saves in like key games or conceding say three plus goals going away to like United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea. He managed to save him at some point, and I think it was that last. I think it was the last game, uh, 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 last game of the season at Wigan. I can't, I can't remember who we against, but he, he pretty much saved him in that game, and they survived relegation. So, got to put him in there. And I mean, yeah, you can see the theme in my team where I'm going with this. So, yeah, got to put him in. <laughs> I'm liking this one as well, Joshua.
0: Where are we going with your goalkeeper?
2: I'm gonna go for Askin Aniden, the Bolton goalkeeper. We've all used Bolton players straight away. I love this one. Listen, bolted in those early, you know, that big Sam days, you come to kick ball, you're having a good time. (laughs) Ballers across the field. Um, But he was solid. Some of the saves you'd make at critical times, match winning saves. Um, And another one, he just the theme of this pod's gonna be a lot of plays just didn't get picked up Mm. with those, you know, top four sides at the time before Man City were bought and became relevant. And it was just four clubs: <laughs> I had Everton, Spurs, try knock on the door for top four. But um, this, 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 uh, this is another type of player that you know could have been picked up, could have been a replacement, you know, for Peter Schmeichel at the time, or maybe when United and struggles after Tim Howard, um, that you know, from Seaman to and um, Amunia, my bad, uh, and even before Czech went to Chelsea. So he, he was superb to me, and he's a very, very solid keeper. Did fall off a little bit um, when he went to West Ham and Wigan. Wigan, sorry in his back end of his career but at Bolton he, he, he was solid and uh, yeah a good finish goalkeeper
0: nah, nice. happy that guys more than happy perfectly fine with Um to make up my goalkeepers I'm going to going to my local team not where I'm actually from but where I'm actually living at the moment so hopefully you don't track down my IP address um, when I give this away we're going to Stoke City we're going to Stoke City and I'm going early with Stoke City because I'm going for a goalkeeper who I believe had a really good time um, at Stoke City going to go for Azmir Begovic and not just because he follows me on LinkedIn and he likes my <laughs> posts on LinkedIn and that he's actually hired one of my friends for his goalkeeping academy which I'm not shouting out intentionally it's actually an intentional plug um, but the fact that Azmir Begovic once scored a goal um, a Premier League goalkeeper scored a goal which is insane and he scored it from his own literally from his own box which is insane but yeah Azmir Begovic man he's been a backup keeper for a good number of years he's now playing at QPR So still playing, but he's been a backup keeper for like six years, basically. I really don't think he would deserve because he was really good at Stoke. He then went to Chelsea to be a backup to um, Courtois. He could have done so much better. Went to AC Milan, went to Bournemouth, went to Everton. And you're just like, nah, man, you're better than that. You're definitely better than that. And it's still not coming to my podcast. So, Azmir Begovic, make sure you join my podcast soon, man. We need to have you for a conversation about how amazing you were as a goalkeeper and a trailblazer in terms of, we don't really see many Bosnian players in professional football kill it for a good number of years um in different leagues. And we're gonna, we may talk about one or two later on. here so I know who you're thinking about already. Um But yeah, now I'm definitely going to have to go for Azmir Begovic as my number one goalkeeper. Good with that?
2: Nice. Yep. Yep. I was at the QPR, Bristol City game on Saturday. He was captaining in and playing. No nil, kept a clean sheet. Jeez, that's what I like to hear, man.
0: Asmir Begovic is still doing bits um, in in the Championship. Um, right back, uh, Joshua, go ahead. First choice, right back. Where are you going with this one?
2: I'm going straight in and have a big hitter. Um, Cesar Asper Um Ooh.
0: Using your Chelsea now, pick
2: already? Yeah, yeah. Chelsea okay. are not
0: that good. That is that.
2: <laughs> oh, oh. Um, I'm joking. No, back to no no events no, no, to Chelsea here. Just we've had really good footballers <laughs> over the times And you're gonna appreciate the captain that left you in the summer. Another player who's won a lot. And we're talking about Premier League elevens, say so he's asked for questions. What Spanish you know imports into the Premier League doesn't get a look in. But also I think he it was a defender that came with a back end of Chelsea's real dominance to the Premier League. You know, we're talking about when Mourinho came in and they tried to win it three in a row and they got to, you know, back-to-back European Cup fight. Well, they didn't get back-to-back. They lost in, in Moscow, got close in 2009. Mm-hmm. But then to win so much and then be dominant because he also plays a centre-back a few times, but he was aggressive on the ball. Um, and he was a real leader. You know, we all know that, you know, John Terry's a, a massive leader of Chelsea and captain. But I say he's asked, he picked that man up really well and um, and the trophies he won and um, he saw the tri- tribute in the summer for when he left it really you know that was one of the big departures for Chelsea considering all the all the players that did leave that's the one that kind of cut deep but the one that was kind of needed because he had done his time in his career and I think he's had a, a marvelous football career in the Premier League not many uh, fullbacks and defensive um, Spanish defenders in the Premier League have produced what he's done so yeah I know he's I know he's really good but I don't think he gets his flowers yeah.
0: No, nah, I like that one as well, Suki. So, okay, you happy with that one? Asmir Begovic, no, Asmir Begovic says that Asmir Begovic is so be right back, right? Happy with that one?
2: Yeah. Why is he gone
0: quiet? Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. It's just a lag. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, uh, oh fine. it's fine. Don't worry, don't worry, Joshua. he's still here. But yeah, no, um, Asmir. Really will put my um, thumbs up, all right? A couple more thumbs up. Nobody okay, freezes. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that as well. We we'll just do. We'll just do thumbs up. Everyone who's listening, we apologise, but um. You you know if it's bad if we're going to start complaining, which will be all good as well. Um, Suki, first choice right back. Where are you going with this one?
1: Okay, whereas I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you off completely. This is where it happens, the derailment. I'm gonna go for a guy who never got his flowers, but he was a he was a good African right back, you know. And his name is Pascal Chimbonda for Spurs. For sp- here's your Spurs pick. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're going for Chimbonda as your Spurs pick. Of course, of course. Didn't he play? Didn't he play at Wigan? You could have just used him at Wigan. I wouldn't use that. Does he have an for Wigan? Oh man! Oh, Bolton, oh, Wigan, Spurs have been used already by Suki. This is crazy.
2: Oh, my days.
0: Now, it's even better, boys. Get it's even, get, even better. This is going to be so much fun. Um, but no, Chimbonda, great, great player, someone who is definitely was underrated as well. Um, in his heyday, and this is going to be fun because Just I'm a solid,
1: not... solid, solid Premier League right back. That's what it is. It's a solid yeah. Premier League right back. Yeah, he made abundance of appearances. Just did a job. Don't get me wrong. He used to get absolutely raided by Ronaldo, but it is what it is. I mean, like the guy is a who didn't, basically. Premier. Yeah, pretty much. That. <laughs> um,
0: my right back. I'm not sure. I'm going with this one, but I can't. I don't want to use my Man United one. I just don't want to use it because it's going to be very, very difficult. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to go for Man City because there's a Man City player, I could use, but I don't want to use it for the sake of. It's just going to make very not much sense at all. Oh no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> this is painful, man. This is so so painful. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I just don't want to do it. I swear, I don't want to do it. But I'm gonna have to do it. We're going. Yeah. We're going to... Actually, no, I can't play him there, actually. That's a lie. Because when I, the, the team I want to pick him for, he never actually played there. Actually, forget it. I'm, I'm going to do it. Antonio Valencia for Manchester United at right back. Because I wanted him at right mid. But I wanted another Man United player there. I wanted Wes Brown there. So, do we go Wes Brown or do we go Antonio Valencia? Because I've kind of given my hand away. I want both of them in there. But I don't want to use a Man United player. So I, I've said my piece. Wes Brown, right back. Done. That's my, that's my Man United player. Done. Um, yeah. Move it on. <laughs> Move it on. I can't. I, I've, I've given my hand away there, but just by saying it. But yeah, Wes Brown, right back. Um, underrated player. W- without injuries, he definitely would have been one of the, England's main right backs after Gary Neville, especially. But um just wasn't the case. But yeah, moving on from Wes Brown. Big fan of him. Uh, centre backs. First choice centre back. Um, I'll go for centre-back number one. I'm going to go to... I'm using my Liverpool pick and I'm using a player that I think <gasps> didn't get appreciated as much because there was a certain someone in his way all the time um, in the team. I'm going to go for Daniel Agger at centre-back. First.
2: No! That's my number one pick! My only <laughs> Liverpool pick! My only Liverpool pick! Why?
0: Oh, this is crazy. I've got, I've got Joshua have My only Liverpool back.
2: pick! Damn it
0: music to my ears that Joshua <laughs> sorry, agrees so now, I'm, I'm glad you agree. this an under, uh, underrated picks I'm happy with that one but yeah um, Suki first choice centre back where are you going with this one
1: uh, so boys I'm, I'm going to surprise you a bit here you know so um, I'm going to go with um, I mean we're not doing the one player per club rule we, we can go with anything right no we are one player per club oh one player per. okay that's fine that's fine so I'm going to go with uh, this pick and um, I mean it was an unusual choice I mean he, he got signed by Chelsea at some point of his career um, but I think um, this guy like God knows how he played in the Premier League for so long I mean I'm just looking at it from how many appearances he's made he's made quite a lot and he's played for a lot of teams in the Prem, and he's been shifted about and uh, his name is um, Tal Ben Hassim for QPR Tal oh, Ben so uh, he's my son. you <laughs> you're rolling tell this back him, man Tal <laughs> Ben oh
2: my god I can't wait to see his team and he's finished oh Mate. wow <laughs>
0: This is peak Barclays. We're going for the peak era of Barclays oh, Premier League. Wow. This is proper, proper Suki's been, Barclays. Suki's been watching Premier League years on Sky Sports right now. I love it. I know where he's going with this one. This is fantastic. I'm happy with that. Great shout, Suki. <laughs> nicely
1: done there. Um, yeah, just for, right, yeah. yeah, I'm happy I with guess, that. I mean, he's have made a lot of appearances. Under eight, then he went to Chelsea So yeah. for a free agent as well. So I can't, you can't go wrong with that. Avram Grant loved him as well, which is amazing.
2: What a throwback that is. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Go on, Joshua. First choice centre back and then your second choice centre back so back about- so,
2: so so my partnership's going to be um Braid Hangerland for Fulham. Um
0: Hamza. Yeah, I'm happy with Brad Hangeland Happy with that yeah. one as well. Quite comfortable with how um he could have gone to Arsenal, I think, in that time for Fulham. Yeah. He's a really good player and around £20-30 million pound he was valued at, but they just never sold him at the right time. And then he just ended up um, going out of the back door exit instead of being someone who they could have sold and got a lot more money for as well, respectively. So, nicely done there with Breda Hangland. Who's your second choice at right back?
2: So, I'm going to go for someone who's currently playing still because you, you took Ag away from me. How dare you? Um, I'm going to go with Ben Mee for Brentford at the moment because okay. I think he's a really good Premier League defender. He's good. It's very good area of course, but he reads the game well. A threat in the box, and I think he's one of those players that he could easily been picked up, um, and he had, you know has been picked up by a solid top ten Premier League side. But you can you could knock him, you know play for Villa, you could play for Brighton potentially, and in someone more of that ilk, and he can do a job. So I looked at a few old old school ones, um, but I, I, I'm going to go hang around and Ben Me uh, as my centre back partnership. Is that, is
0: that? Yeah, I'm. I'm happy with that one. Yeah, really good shot there. Um, to partner, to partner Daniel Agger for me. Um This is going to be. How can I explain it? I don't. Not not fond of this guy, but I am going to throw him in because I kind of want to get rid of this club in a way as well. So, not not a fan, but I'll I'll back him in a way. So I'm going to. Yeah, actually, no. I, I'm not sure you'll find him underrated but I find him underrated definitely yeah. we're going to Newcastle United we're going to the late 2000s early 2010s and we're going to someone who's got a long frizzy hair uh, Argentinian passport played in the national team for a good number of years as well and we're going to go for Fabrizio Colaccini as my centre back to Daniel Agger. Uh because I can again not fond of Newcastle United but there are lots of players I could have picked which I probably should be picking but I want to get rid of these defenders early so yeah Fabrizio Collecchini I'm consider him as underrated um in this team as well it should be good fun and there are a lot of players out there who annoyingly are injury prone and they get injury prone and then they just never come back to the way that they should be playing and Fabrizio Collecchini was someone who always had ended up playing in the right positions at the right time and I'm really happy with the way that Daniel Agger and Fabrizio Collecchini are my centre backs for the time being as well so I don't mind that um at all which would be good fun. I honestly wanted to pick Gary Cahill, but then it would have been me using my Chelsea pick or my Bolton pick because Bolton I've already used with Nicholas Nelker and Chelsea. I want to use that later down the line as well. And also there was a certain team in London that I wanted to use, but I can't because I'm banking on this guy being my striker. So I'm going to have to wait until uh, (laughs) the case as well, which would be good fun. So as Suki reconnects his internet, he'll join us whenever he's back, which is perfectly fine. Um, Joshua, go ahead and choose your first choice left back.
2: Where are we going with this one? Go Leighton Baines. Um, I think he's uh, a fine, fine fullback in the Premier League. Are you going Leighton
0: Baines from Wigan
2: or from Everton? I'm going to go Wigan.
0: Wigan. Nicely done. Um, I think I saved you there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Wigan because of course it's a, you know, just the, the stepping stone to go, go to Everton, but he stood up, you know, stood out like a sore thumb, uh, the power in his game, the free kicks, cracking challenges, aggressive. Um, and he went on to, you know, become a really top fullback um, and just, just bombing up and down, up and down the field. When you think about left-backs, you're going to think about your Pichita Bridge, your girl cliches, your, um, Ashley Coles, of course, Roberto Carlos is if you want to go away from the Premier League, not comparing mm. Baines to Roberto Carlos. But if you want someone who's solid. They both like, scored free uh,
0: kicks, though, as well. so
2: Yeah, and, the, and you want a bit of finesse, solid and finesse, and some tactical awareness, because you've got a lot of these fullbacks these days and across the years. You could just go one way, he could go the other way. And that's why, for me, Leighton Baines from Wigan, because he was a you know a real refresher uh, when he got promoted up. You think, oh, he's, he's a player here. Um, See, so yeah, I'm going to go Leighton Baines, Leighton Baines, uh, Wigan. Nicely done, nicely done. Um, For my left-back, I'm going to...
0: You actually mentioned him as well, so I'm going to have to throw him in there. Gael Clichy is my left-back. So I'm going for Gael Clichy from Manchester City because we've not used Manchester City. The way I was thinking in my head was I wanted to use Jolion Lescott um, as my centre-back, but I needed Gael Clichy more than Jolion Lescott. So I have to think about that differently in my head as well. And with Gael Clichy as well, I just need to talk about how underappreciated he still is because he still plays. Actually, know He retired this summer as well. Um, yeah. That was his final season playing in Swiss football. But his career went on for a good number of years as well, Gael Clichy. And the fact that Gael Clichy has the fact that he's won the Premier League three different times. has won the FA Cup once, the League Cup twice. He was out there playing for Chelsea. Gael Clichy was out there playing for Arsenal in the Invincible season and then with Manchester City for their first ever Premier League title as well. So it goes to show how iconic he really was in terms of always being a good seven, eight, nine out of 10 every game because he was quality at his prime. And he really didn't get the best of times in terms of the, with the national team. Because with the national team, you had Abbey down in front of him, you had Ever in front of him. And it was just like really difficult for Gael Clichy to... Get ahead of what he was really kind of doing as well. So the fact that he played for Manchester City for a good number of years until Pep Guardiola, um, got rid of him respectively. He was at Arsenal. He only cost Arsenal £375,000 and he's played there for nearly nine years at the club, which goes to show how talented, uh, Gail Clichy really is. But yeah, nicely done. And I'm really happy that my back four is looking quite comfortable now in terms of underrated. Where's Brown? Um, oh no, who have I got? Wes Brown, Aga, um, Colicini and Gail Clichy. That is Premier League bias right there, if I've ever seen one, which would have been quite fun indeed. Um we're gonna con- we're gonna continue this until Suki comes on, then we'll just get the rest of his picks because whenever his internet's back on, he'll join us respectively. Now, what is your four four two looking like, Joshua? Are you going for a diamond? Are you going for a flat four? Are you going for um a different type of dynamic entirely? Where are you going with this one, Joshua?
2: Let's hear it. I'm 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 going to go with a um a flat four. Okay. Because nice there's that. a lot of these players they 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 play on the wing. They they yep. like, they like to come in forward, but they you know play on the wing. So I'm going to go flat flat four. Um. So there's no there's no cams for me. I like my like my four four two flat.
0: <laughs> That's what we uh, like um, to hear. Brexit football. Sam Allardyce yeah. loves that as well. He, I love how Sam Allardyce is now chatting about how football is now ruined because everything's become too complicated for him as well. So like, oh, I used to be so much better. And no, you just it's just evolving and it's growing on from there as well. So it's going to be something that I'm looking forward to hearing more um, from Sam Adelaide as he continues to speak on the media as opposed to actually managing in football. But yeah, where were you we going with this one, Joshua?
2: Who's your right midfielder? So again, on my on the last part, I had a bit of issues in terms of the player, if they were left or right mid. Yes. And this player does play both, so do forgive me. The Man City player, I'm going to choose for Manchester City. Mm. He came from Arsenal because Man City enjoyed... I'm not having digs in Man City. These are just facts, but they did yeah. take a lot of players from Arsenal <laughs> before they um, got the riches. But Samir Nasri. Samir Nasri. Uh, yeah. Underrated. That, happy with that one. I'm really yeah.
0: happy with that one, which is good
2: for um, I'm going for him because I thought he was, he was sensational the yeah. season before he went to, to Manchester City. Um, brilliant. So many good goals. And then I think he was a very vital piece of Manchester City's first title win. Yes, Aguero got the goal. Zeca got the equaliser. Tevez came back from whatever he was doing to get some loads of goals. But Nasri always carried that threat
0: I um, also thought pe- Nazri's versatility was underrated when he's playing yeah. through Manchester City as well. So it goes yeah. to show he could play on the right, middle, or on the left as well, and it was quite comfortable for um, Simon Nasri to actually develop himself as a player. But it just never continued on from there. Unfortunately, he didn't really carry on from Pellegrini's um, team. He's great under Mancini, but under Pellegrini, it just never happened. And I yeah. reckon if he worked under Pep Guardiola, we'd seen a very different Simon Nazri than what we saw at the end of his career because he kind of again just exit backdoor left. He didn't go out with a firing. Um, firing tremendous bang that he should have done, but he, it just wasn't the case for Simon Asri, um, unfortunately. Suki, you're
1: back. Ah, oh, made my week by coming back onto this after the, the issues with the internet. But Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, some, some, this is what happens, Joshua, when you live in the Midlands, mate. You know, when you're working in fact, like your, your dad owns factories and stuff, that person owes you that X amount of money, you got to get that picked up. Honestly, it's a headache. Absolute headache. Suki is top that. boy in, in the West Midlands right now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> let me show oh, you wow. something
0: though <laughs> <laughs> it's got the food it's ready for it it's ready for it <laughs> i want these now Hams
1: jeez not that's crazy they are guess what the percentage is on those Hams no clue 7% 90% 90% that's crazy it, mate, it mongs people out man <laughs> that
0: is it that is what we're talking about and that's gonna I'm gonna have to <laughs> when this goes out I'll put like a little um, fuzziness on it so people don't actually know what it's all about for the mystery. It's gonna make the thumbnail, oh, yeah. guys.
2: It's gonna be good fun. Um, but yeah, it's we got to... chocolate, it's Willy Wonka chocolate, guys. It's Willy Wonka, yeah, yeah It's just food, it's just food. It's, 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 it marketing, food. For... <laughs>
0: it's, it's marketing for the new um, Timothy Chalamet Willy Wonka film that's coming out, um, in Christmas as well. Nicely done, this. you're ahead of the curve. That's why Wakey Wines is getting these deliveries from you. That's all that's all I hear about these days. There you go. See. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, but yeah, we carried on with the draft before um you came back as well. So we've done our yeah, back so- four. Um Joshua is on his right mid. So you can just fill up on
1: the rest of your defence and your right mid by all means. So you can go for it. Yeah, sure thing. So uh <laughs> it's probably bad time to come in again. So my other centre back was um the guy with the most Premier League on goals. Oh no. Um, Richard Dunn. What,
0: Jeez. what are you doing to yourself
1: why are mate, you doing
0: this to yourself
1: this guy was legendary man like this guy oh. was so underrated like it takes it takes Pazazia to score the type of on goals that he scored
0: I would never I mean, describe Richard Dunn as Pizzazzi.
1: he's never Pizzazzi at all mate the way the way this guy used to wear Umbro boots and lob his own goalkeeper he was way way ahead of the curve with Messi dinking over keepers you know what I mean so this, oh, guy, this guy was already there I'm in right now <laughs>
0: Is he your Manchester City pick? Yeah, not an Everton pick, no. Uh, yeah, it might be
1: like Aston Villa
0: pick. Aston Villa pick even. Jeez, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's when he was at his best. It's true. <laughs> Shout out, Salad. We know you're going to come back soon to the podcast, but jeez, man, Richard Dunn is not it for you. Um, Aston Villa. I've <laughs> never picked an Aston Villa player yet. I'm glad I haven't. Um, but yeah, left back. I picked um, Klichy, uh Joshua picked Leighton um, Baines. Where are we going with this one?
1: Oh, you Joe! Those are my two as well. But a good job I had a third. So I'm gonna go with a guy, and there was a bit of a funny story about him. Like this guy was like, I have to send you the article, but apparently he used to eat like so many steaks when he came for, uh, when he joined Arsenal, and um, and he used to just like used to be way overweight. Like he never used to hit the weight criteria to play football. Mm. And um, he's a Brazilian left back, and his name is uh, Andre Santos for Arsenal. Ah, uh, you're going for an anti draft. I know th- what this is like.
0: Ah oh, my days Andre Santos. Andre Santos is famous for literally the his most famous moment in an Arsenal shirt was swapping shirts with Robin Van Persie <laughs> at half time. At half time. His fa- his most famous... Joshua was laughing because he remembers it
2: straight away. He that's what I thought as well. He's, to- <laughs> he's, not like he's, not, he, he's not underrated, <laughs> he, he's, not underrated.
0: He, he's rubbish. <laughs> and is your Arsenal awesome pick as well? Sicky, that's crazy. <laughs>
2: Oh, no, okay. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna challenge I'm and gonna challenge. He started the trend. Mm-hmm. Harlan <laughs> Harlan's for Harlan's... Harlan's <laughs> no, I'm gonna challenge him. I don't think he's out the name, but I
1: think he's like right. just fine. Hmm? <laughs> I was gonna say you you got, you can't you gotta give me that at least. Come on. Yeah, because you
2: can't we'll allow you, yeah, yeah,
1: we'll give you, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome, yeah. Awesome, awesome. It was like the thing is though, Josh, it's either him or, or I take that Traore um, Triore at left back at Arsenal. Jimmy Traore or Arman Traore? Yeah, uh, Ar- Ar- Arman Arma Traore, yeah. Arman Traore, famous for
0: scoring yeah. that second goal in the infamous QPR versus Manchester City 3-2 game as well.
1: I, I'll take, I don't mind changing it if you want me to change it to him, right? No. Choice is yours. This, this is Choice This is your, is your team.
0: If you like I said, if you pick someone like Ashley Cole, then obviously he's not underrated, but it, you went for someone nice who 100. you consider underrated.
1: Yeah, but the two, to be fair though, the two, the two that I was going to pick when you, when you chose them, yeah, so I was thinking. Okay, i have got to go with the uh, the worst one out of the three. <laughs> okay, I've got one for you. If you could, would you have picked
0: Danny Rose? Because I know you picked a Spurs player, but would you have picked Danny Rose? Would you consider him underrated? I don't think
1: he was. Nah, I don't think he was underrated, mate. Do you know the the thing for him was? You know, if he had joined City at the right time, like Walker did, he we would be saying absolutely rated. He's fantastic. He he had, he had he had decent he was rated during that period of time with Tottenham, so I wouldn't say he's underrated. England's number one left back as well, um, until
0: Gareth Southgate came in and played Ashley Young left back in a back five, which made no sense to me. Um, but yeah, we move. Uh, right mid, Suki, where are you going with this one? Joshua's oh, picked Sami Nasri
1: when you came into this one. Where are we going with this one? Oh, so this one, this player, like who the hell thought Real Madrid would buy a player from East London? Julian
0: Forbe. <laughs> oh my days. Faux Bear. This, hey, this is a great team. You this got...
1: is a great team. Man. Hey, listen. He's underrated, though. Come on. From West Ham. Yeah, from he
0: He's a Galactico. Come on. It was at the time of Schneider, Robin, Van Nistelrooy, um, Louis Fabian. He was playing ahead of He was playing ahead of them ahead of ahead of as well, remember? Yeah craziest loan i've ever seen i think julian fobert and eric chupamoting must share agents or something because they are getting places <laughs> people into places they shouldn't be it's like when you see that that meme of what's this polar bear doing in arkansas like how's a polar bear in arkansas how's julian fobert at real madrid that was the craziest deal i've ever seen in the premier League at that time of speaking as well it was ridiculous and I can't even remember a single thing he did for West Ham so that's the thing I just remember him going on to Real Madrid which is how crazy he was as as a as a player and as a name as well so ah, nice nicely done there with Julian Faubourg. Um, my right mid uh, I said it earlier Antonio Valencia so I'm going for Antonio Valencia from Wigan at that stage as well because he was a really good right mid and again him, Al Habsi, Charles and Zogby in a way they were folklore in Wigan's history and that was when Wigan actually had the source and they could actually challenge for uh, relegation and they ended up winning the Africa Cup three seasons later. But yeah, Antonio Valencia at Wigan, I'm going for you, my friend, which is good. Um, Suki, first choice center midfield. Where are you going with this one? And I think I know where you're going with this one. I'm going to write it down to see if I know if I've got the right answer. So uh, yeah, go for it. Okay, I don't, with
1: you. I don't think so well though. but this is a, I might as well go for the other player from up north that went around Madrid as well, which is absolutely insane. He's a Galactico. His name is Thomas Gravison. Out,
0: out almost
1: some. I was, it, I, I, I thought
0: you weren't going to go for um Graveson. I thought you're going to go for Charlie Adam. I'm not gonna lie, I thought you're going to go for Stokes
1: Charlie Adam. I thought it was going to be something like that. Um, but yeah, I was thinking it, but you know what, they've got to be they've to be they've to be good. Do you know what I mean? They've got to have some sort of character to them. Do you see, do you see how... Charlie Adam at Blackpool as well? Oh, there's some oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can see my team shaping up this. Characteristics about you know what I
0: mean. Yeah, it's looking good with this one as well. I'm quite I'm lo- it's about making sure you've got the right players in the right team as well. Um Joshua, center mid, first choice. Where are you going with this one?
2: Stillion Petrov, Aston Villa. Nice, like that. Um guy. that Martin and Hill side with you know John Carew, Bonglah, Ashley Young, he was he was pulling the strings mm. with with Richard down in the back of course <laughs> and <laughs> Les Scott and Barry. And he just once again, just the way he played the game was just so elegant. Goals he scored, but he could get you know a proper CM, proper up and down the pitch, box to box. Um, but the, the, the quality in the passing was, was splendid, and yeah, still in Pretzio for me, very underrated, I think. Nicely done, nicely done. Um, for me,
0: my first choice centre mid. Who I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the game a bit. Michael Carrick, Tottenham Hotspur. Centre midfield. I'm going for it. I'll give you that. I'm happy, I'm happy with this one. So you can see my theme in terms of picking plays before they move to Manchester United. So Michael Carrick, I've got to throw him in there as well, um, respectively. Because Michael Carrick is someone who... I think it's easy for me to say this now. Michael Carrick is the most disrespected England midfielder I've ever seen in my lifetime that has not had the appearances to back it up as well. It's unfortunate the fact that he never really got his time to shine in under any different manager uh, for England, respectively. He had players like Scott Parker, Gareth Barry playing ahead of him, and no disrespect to them, but they were just a different type of midfielder, a different quality of midfielder. And now you're seeing in the modern day, A lot of midfielders have the same kind of qualities and the traits that Michael Carrick had back in the day. So it goes to show when you're looking at midfielders now, they're not really finding the English kind of way of being a box to box or being a goal scoring threat on the edge of the box type of player. It's more someone who can dictate the game. And in English football, we've lacked that for a good number of years until um, I think Declan Rice will do it a bit more going forward. Jude Bellingham can do that as well. But we missed that with Michael Carrick in our golden era of football because he was always on the bench. He was on the bench in the 2006 World Cup. He was on the bench when he didn't even qualify for the Euros in 2008. And yeah, Michael Carrick is one of the most disrespected and underrated football players I've ever seen in Premier League history. And I'm sure Joshua and Suki would agree with that one. Yep. Yeah. Nicely done. Um, Yeah. That's Michael Carrick centre mid from Tottenham Hotspur. Antonio Valencia for right mid from Wigan Athletic. This is leaving me with a tricky one now for centre midfield. But
2: Joshua, go ahead with centre midfield. Where are you going with this one? I'm gonna go. Um a player the Arsenal supporters listening will enjoy. Oh Riddle, no, Riddle, don't do this to me. Don't you dare when, do this to me. When he played, he was, you know, unplayable really. Abby Dabby. Um God's sake, of, man. Yeah, Abu um, <laughs> I mean, Hamza, before, You yeah, stole you him well, from me, man. You player. might as well tell us why he's he's in my team for me. <laughs> Go on.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you if you wanted someone who wanted to demonstrate class, elegance, poise under pressure on the ball, Abu Dhabi was the guy. Abu Dhabi was the man who looked like he could do it all at Arsenal. And when you've got players like Paul Pogba talk about his, one of his favourite ever players is Abu Diaby because of how we've said it before for years now, Suki and Joshua, we said it last time you are on the podcast as well. Annoyingly, a lot of black players only get hyped up for their physical attributes, not their technical attributes. Exactly. And Abu Dhabi under Arsene Wenger was highlighted for his technical attributes. And the fact that we saw so much of it, so much promise, I should say, under Abu Dhabi, it would have worked so well for him if he stayed injury-free. But it wasn't the case. And it's, he had like 20 injuries in his career and it just never really worked out for him. But when you saw those glimpses of what he was like as a player, sheesh. Abu Dhabi was literally the guy that I thought everyone wanted to look at when they're watching Arsenal. And unfortunately, it wasn't the case. But no, great shout out there, Joshua. Really happy with the way you've stolen my Arsenal pick because I've literally thank, been thank, the-
2: thank you Thank you for explaining why he's in my team. <laughs> you,
0: you stole him from me. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. Um, That's the anger. <laughs> ah, it's true. I will have to get you back later on. Um, Suki, centre midfield. Who's partnering Thomas Gravison in your centre midfield, and why? <laughs> Are we going hard man? SC with
2: this?
1: Kevin Nolan and Gravesson yeah, yeah, in yeah. your Ooh. midfield. It's crazy. See, yeah, you, you, you you've got onto it straight away. So, listen. If I have got a bold centre mid, he needs. He needs a twin, right? He needs another bold centre mid. Oh,
0: we're so gonna go for the from,
1: man, from Man City. Oh no, 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 no. from Man City, Steven Island. What you gonna go for, Nigel De Jong? Jeez. Oh no, 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 no! Forget that. Steven Island, what a player, man! Like that guy was just cam, just attacking midfield, thread through the lines. He started off the City phase, and he was close to making a big move at some point. But again, injuries got to him. Mm. But um, yeah, I've got to put a bold guy with another bold guy. Do you know what I mean? So Brexit ball sent to midfield, keep it solid.
0: Brexit. you got one from Ireland and one from Denmark I love it I love this game it's, it's working well with this hey one.
1: mate I thought Thomas Graveson was from Scotland so <laughs>
0: we'll <to>
1: that.
0: <laughs> again how he made it to Real Madrid I'll never know like <laughs> they got, they got they, Real Madrid got rid of Claude Makélélé to fund the Galacticos and then they needed a centre defensive midfielder and of all the players in the world who did they get for their defensive midfielder Thomas Graveson it's crazy Zinedine, Zinedine Zidane once said what's the point of having all the gold in the world for your car. What's the point of having all the gold in your car if you don't have the engine running? And he referred to Claude McAlealy as the engine in that Real Madrid side. And when they, once they got rid of McAlealy to fund Figo, Beckham, all of the, Ronaldo, all these Galacticos, they just never won it all because they should have won it all, but they didn't because they were missing Claude McAlealy. They named the position after Claude McAlealy. And again, you're going from there to there with McAlealy to Graveson because McAlealy played in the Premier League I'm not saying it's underrated by any stretch of the imagination because they named the position after Claude McAuley. And McAuley would dominate Thomas Graveson all the time as well. So, yeah, it's crazy. But that's the full circle story of Thomas Graveson replacing um, Claude McAuley, um, which is all good. Um, you've gone for a, a bold midfielder. I'm thinking of another bold midfielder. But I think I'm going to hold out because there is a player that I want on the left side that from my team. So I, w- I really want him in my team for the sake of it. Um, so midfield, Suki, you're going to answer this question for me and I'm going to give you two words and you're going to re- reply with one word. Moussa Dembele.
1: Oh, Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah. Just... You know, sauce, you know, like burger sauce when you get on your burger, when you go to like chick, when you go chicky shop, mate, that, yeah. that guy, he's, he epitomizes sauce, man. Bloody hell. Oh, just
2: makes. Yeah,
1: That, that, he's just that ingredient. He's just that guy, that, that ingredient that you need. is him.
0: Oh, it's I've, just him. I've, I've missed you. I've missed you so much, man. This is a crazy analogy. Musa Dembele was full of sauce. That's the craziest thing I can think about. Pause. Um, yeah, no homo in that one as well. But yeah, Musa Dembele at Fulham. I just thought, Man United's is missing piece of the puzzle. Buy him Sir Alex Ferguson. Get him in. We don't want Anderson and Cleverly in our midfield. We want Carrick and Dembele together. And this is a dream midfield I thought we should have had back in the day. But um, Andre Villas-Foas, I think, was the manager who
1: came into Spurs and actually bought him um, for Spurs as well. Who is it, sorry? Oh, I'm so yep. funny, funny story, and I don't know if Josh, if you heard about this. So ABB came out with a, an interview. I think mean, a couple of weeks back with someone, some Portuguese outlet or whoever it was. Mm. But he did, he didn't want to sign Moussa Dembélé. It was it was done by Levy that we signed him 15 mil because he was cheap because he had a year left on his contract. ABB really wanted João uh, Matinho, but he was coming up as 40 mil. So mm. we somehow managed. ABB did not want Dembélé to begin, with, and we managed to get him. So. I'm, I'm happy with that.
0: <laughs> I mean, Josh, I mean, we, need to, we need to talk about this. Like, Moussa Dembele is one of the most underrated centre midfielders I've ever seen. And I think the <laughs> fact that um, Mauricio Pochettino once described him as having the same kind of class and quality as Ronaldinho on the ball goes mm. to show how talented he was. But again, when we're talking about our top 10 Premier League midfielders, unless it's Travis and maybe Suki as well, they're not putting Moussa Dembele in their all-time top 10 centre midfielders. And I just kind of want to know, was Moussin Dembele overlooked because he was playing for Tottenham Hotspur or was there something that we just never got, we, ne- we never really saw probably with Moussin Dembele? What do you think,
2: Joshua? I think it's the period he was playing in. I think, you know, when he got that move, you know, to Spurs, we were crying out to get a midfielder to of Manchester United. But if you look at the teams, Chelsea, Liverpool, dominated by, you know, Lampard, Gerrard, Manchester City went with, you know, your Barry's... Um, at that time they might have even they had signed Yaya Touré as well so i think it's the era of the centre midfielders when he came he was just simply um, there wasn't a, you know, I want to say a top side. no, know he's Spurs, but it wasn't that, you know, that side that was competing for titles at the time that he could have gone to. But he, he was outstanding at Spurs, though. And he was one of the best performers in that position in the Premier League with the likes of the players I just mentioned. Um, but when you talk about central midfielders in that era, when you're talking about top 10, it's difficult to put him there just because of the quality. You talk about positions, you know, players who are the best ever in those positions. That's why. But he, he's top, he's top quality. And I think he's the ultimate. Like Andy Cole, for me, He's got to be in there because he's, you know, he's forgotten. He's forgotten about and it's wrong on his own. If you're not a Spurs fan, you don't really talk about him as much.
0: And Suki, talk to me about his style of play because we're now seeing a lot of midfielders trying, I'm not going to say they're copying Moussa Dembele, but they're taking elements from his game about beating the press, dribbling in centre midfield and working in small areas and passing the ball off wide and having that flair about them in the centre midfield. What really excited you about Moussa Dembele and what was your favourite moment watching him in a Spurs show?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think for, for for us as Tottenham fans, we signed him, and he was he was when he was playing at Fulham, he was a CF, he was just centre forward, just behind the striker. And we thought that was the reason why we signed him was to play up front, lead the line. But then he dropped deep. He started playing as like a DM, sitting behind uh, the midfield. With obviously when Eriksen came in, but this guy, like for the size that he was when he came to to Tottenham from Fulham, because at Fulham he was he was quite lean, but once he come to Tottenham, he kind of beefed up a bit. But you could just not—you could not get the ball off him. It was just—it was as just simple as that. You could try get—you could front him up one by one, and he was just getting past you with ease. And he was just—it so, was literally just watching like a big beast, but with like ballerina toes. And he was just getting past people left, right. And I think there's two games that really stood out for me. And again, by the injuries that he's had, that's obviously like dented his career a bit. The the North London derby at Wembley uh, when we beat them, uh, I think it was two one or 1-0, was that the he penalty missed did.
0: one from Aubameyang as well?
1: Yeah, Aubameyang. Yeah, he Icon- that was an iconic really game did. as well. Jack Fantastic Wilshire. game, mm. mate. Jack Wilshere did not see light of day in that midfield, and he even said at the end of the game, he goes, "This guy is just too much." That's and how the he other is. game was when we played. Moussa Dembele
0: retired. Jack Wilshere. That's all I'm saying from that game. We never exactly, saw anything yeah. much from then-
2: afterwards.
1: The other big game that you, that people have forgotten about is when we played UBay away. I think we were 2-0 down and then we brought it back to 2-2. But he's the one who started that comeback. And this guy, you can even even if you watch the highlights, <laughs> I don't think anyone dispossessed this guy off the ball. And there was a, there was a crazy stat the other day that I read that he, someone, I think it was a certain period of time that he never got tackled. Nobody got the ball off him. Uh, I think it was like a Sutherland or a Stoke player, some youngster that managed to tackle him in the Premier League. And uh, he, he had that stat for such a long time where nobody could dispossess him. And uh, mate, what a player, man! I'm just just unhappy that he never got to win a trophy. That's my only kind of regret for him. Um, but, but yeah, mate, what a player, man! <laughs> and I don't think there'll be any anything like him either. Like you're not going to see a player that size being able to go kind of like box to box and, and be that kind of big style and being able to like one v one pass just glide past players so easily. It's a it's a very uh, niche skill set to have.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, well put, Sook, as well. You put it in such an eloquent way that the fact that he literally had all the sores possible in terms of playing and the fact that he could do it week in, week out, season in, season out, and he didn't really get many injuries as well by being in such a big engine room in the Premier League as well, um, inviting the press on, and he always seemed to escape it, like you said. Nicely done there with Misa Dembele. But it also means that I can't pick my favourite Fulham striker of all time. So if one of you have a Fulham striker in your mind that you have, he would have been my perfect partner for Nicholas and Elka, but I can't pick him. And he also played for a big club in Manchester. And I've always, I've also used that team as well. So I can't pick him. So Musa Dembele had to go in there. My hand has been, my hand, I've shown my hand basically, Joshua. So if you've got a certain Fulham player in your mind, um, he's all yours, my friend. But um, yeah, that's midfield three or four done. Um, Suki, first choice left midfielder. Where are you going with this one?
1: So, this one, um, this guy, like when we talk about Chelsea, right, this guy never got any of his flowers. And I mean, I'm talking about that Chelsea squad, like proper, I think it was 0910 when they won the league, wasn't it? That season, this guy was just unbelievable. And um, do you remember his T90 night football boots that he used to wear? He was just an absolute peach of a left foot. And I don't that Florent Meluda, what a player. I'm happy with that one. I'm really happy with
0: that one. He was in the World Cup team in 2006 as well, respectively, where um, um <laughs> it was on the right. It was Malouda Fribri on the wings. Zidane McAlellan, no, Zidane Elka no, Zidane Vieira Henri Trezeguet. That's a crazy team, but everyone seems to forget from Malouda for what he did um, as well, respectively for the club and I'm really happy with that one. That's definitely underrated. And the fact that I forgot about him and I was personally... I, saw, I thought you were talking about Joe Cole at first. Then I thought you were speaking about Damien Duff. And then you said Flora Like That's how underrated Florian Marina really is. So really happy with that one. Um, good shout there. Joshua, left mid, where are you going with this one?
2: Uh, Morton Gamps Pedersen.
0: I hate you. I hate you. You have stolen my... That was my oh, pick. <laughs> my days, man. What is it with you... Nah, I mean, yeah, what, a what? he is. He's is a top bowler. he's a top <laughs> Norwegian baller, probably one of the best Norwegian players we've ever seen in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, because you're stealing my picks now. Um, go ahead, Joshua. Why is why is Morton Gams better? Why is Morton Gams Pedersen your boy at left midfield
2: when he, when he used to play right for Blackburn? And it, it, the opposition used to be like, you know, what? we just can't stop it. it. It's about what he can do on the day. <laughs> I remember this game. You know, being a United fan, of course, my United games, you know, stick more to the memory growing up and when he played. And we did, we did beat Blackburn in the end 4-1. But up to an hour, he was just unplayable. <laughs> we couldn't do anything about him. And everybody knows the game because, you know, we came back, goal scored. Blah, blah, blah. I think Harry got a goal as well. But his touch, his finesse, his free kicks. And it was kind of like the first sort of, you talk about that era as well, 4-4-2 was heavy. It was kind of the first time you were seeing a player from the wing drift into the centre and just thread those balls. And the fullback thinking, Do I follow him or do I not? Because if I follow him, there's a space in behind. And he just had that end product, which a lot of players just don't have in this current era, man. And he, he, I'm, I'm amazed no one picked him up again, another another player. But when you're talking about streets won't forget and someone who had it all, you know, he was there, Pedersen.
0: Suki, there was a time when you could say Blackburn Rovers were challenging for European football. They were always a team that would always upset the big four, the big six, I should say, um, as you consider them now as well. But with Morgan Gams Pedersen, we we talk about a lot of players that have a lot of great left foots. Would you consider him to have one of the greatest left foots that we've ever seen and not appreciated in Premier League history? What do you think, Suki?
1: yeah no definitely not. I think um, when you're thinking of left footed players in the prem, that guy he had a wonderful left foot you think about like Seb Larson right with that right foot I mean you think of like J.M. Ward's prize. We we're talking about a left footed player that was on a similar level but he could get like Josh was saying in behind um, defenders as well but there was always that one standout game when I think United played against Blackburn I think it was in the Carling Cup it was like a quarterfinal or semi-final, and he took a crazy free kick that nobody thought he was going to score from and I can remember seeing Fergie got absolutely mental and I think the guy, I think at that point, Fergie used to hate going to Blackburn because yeah, of this guy. He, he, so, he hated Ewood Park with a vengeance. <laughs> That's he, why he <laughs> celebrated that in
0: that nineteenth, uh, the nineteenth one, so much because he just like yeah, I yeah. hate Blackburn Rovers. Ewood
1: Park is <laughs> not his favorite place to go to. He celebrated... Really yeah, Or because of one guy, Morton Gampers. And, and you know what I mean? Like it's just how did one one player used to just frustrate so many managers? Because the thing was if you asked him to take a free kick and you told him to put it on a penalty spot, he's putting it right there. It's just up to the striker to decide to score. And I think when you look at like Roque Santa Cruz, that was there at Blackburn, mm. he was on a field day awesome with player. him in, in, in behind, right? So yeah, I mean, what a player, what a pick.
0: Nah, great shot there. Um, so you've gone for your left mid as Morton Gantz-Pederson. suki has gone for Florian Maluda. Um, yeah, it's kind of ruined my Everton pick, but, um, I'm gonna have to. Go, I'm gonna have to go early with my Everton pick. Stephen Pina going for Stephen Pina, who 22 goals in Premier League history, 40 assists in 214 games in um, the Premier League. He had an awful time at Spurs, and I just don't think he cut it at Spurs because he just wasn't um, at the right club in, in that time. And he went back on loan, I think, to Everton. And I've never seen a player have more fun than going back to his old club and enjoying himself um, back at Everton. He had a stint at Sunderland where he didn't really turn out well, but. That first kind of stint we saw him at Everton, we we really besides Quinton, Fortuna, Lucas Radobe, a South African player since then in the Premier League, like Steven Pienaar. And ever since the 2010 World Cup, the growth of South African football isn't as big as what it once was with, with other countries um, in Africa actually balling out now with the talent that they have with the crew and they have the development they have as well. But Steven Pienaar was the guy who kind of became a trailblazer um, at Everton. and Unfortunately for me, I'll always remember the fact that he was that shining face for Everton when Manchester United bottled a 4-2 lead at Old Trafford in 2012 when we should have won and closed out the game properly um, to lose to, to lose a lead and draw 4-4. And Stephen Pienaar and Mauro Pellaini stick into my mind because of that. But yeah, Steven Pienaar as my Everton pick, I'm going in for that one as well, which is nicely done. Shout out Clint Dempsey, but you're not getting into my team because Moussa Dembele was my Fulham pick as well. So yeah, Pienaar goes in with this one. Um, this is going to be fun because now we're talking about strikers and it's going to be looking crazy with this one um, as well. I picked Anelka. Um, did anyone else pick a striker for their Cup? Yeah, I did. Andy Cole. You picked Andy Cole so you basically won the draft anyway. Um, so you're going last <laughs> on this one, Joshua.
2: And no, no, you're yeah. cheeky because you know what I'm going to go for. You're cheeky, are. But I've got... You're cheeky, man. Carry on. Wait,
1: can I go last because it's a funny pick, right? Let you two take your pick and then yeah. I'll go last go on, yeah. let's go for, let's go for this one um
0: we not we'll do honorable mentions actually before we go for our strikers, so we'll do honorable mentions after Joshua's won, and then Sookie will say his last one as well, which would be good fun um I think because then we can, we can we can all enjoy it and that's <laughs> honorable mentions for the whole pitch for anywhere in the pitch as well um so you know what Joshua I'm going to let you go first because I think the for the player I think you're going to choose, I think I picked their club already so I
2: think I have as well now. <laughs> By the way, my friend, who's your who's your partner to? So partner I was Andy gonna cause just 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 despite you and just despite you, <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking Louis 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 Louis, Louis Sahar, right?
0: But I picked Fulham. I picked uh, Man United,
2: so I couldn't. That's that. I put I put Brady Hangeland. He's played for Fulham, and I picked Handy Cole. <laughs> yeah, you're
0: not so, picking Everton, Louis Sahar I'm not allowing that. You're definitely not picking. Hey, them Louis Sahar hey. Wait. Spurs, yeah, Spurs, Josh. Yeah, Spurs, he, did not, he, really? he did nothing at Spurs, man. I'm not man, allowing he that. He smashed it for us.
2: He did oh not smash God, it like he, he did at man? Fulham. Nah. You know what? You know is, what? You know uh, what? I can't. I can't I, I, can I, can I have out at Crystal Palace?
0: No, you can't. You can't change it. No
2: take backs. We're not doing take backs. Right, cool. I'm going to go Dimitar Berbatov at Spurs. I'm happy with that. I'm really happy. I'm gonna go Dimitar Berbatov Bur- Burb- at Spurs. But I don't think he was underrated.
0: You know I, he was underrated? I, don't, I don't think he was underrated. I think he was fairly rated for what he did. Like. Okay, hey, mate. It's not underrated he was, at all. Everyone, you say he was lazy. He's not lazy at all. Nah, he is. I, he is. Hey, hey, everyone, used to say it. he was lazy. Got, he finally was got not lazy. <laughs> Nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have that. He may, may have walked around the pitch, but he still scored goals and he did it with such class and elegance and ooze about him as well. Um, so the fact that he always delivered, I would say, barring one or two seasons for Man United, one season for Spurs, he was a quality player, but I would never call Dimitar Berbatov
2: underrated. Spurs, I think he's fairly I mean, rated. I think he never got his flowers, really. But, you know, But I, I, I'm i happy to go to, to Liverpool, a Liverpool yeah, striker. Tottenham. Mm, he was, first season for Spurs, he was great, though. When he came in uh, it was yeah, great. yeah, I mean he broke yeah, I I yeah, yeah. I, I agree. i i i am moving on my list. Daniel Sturridge, Liverpool, SAS. Surely, surely, third time lucky guys. Hams is not having it, he's not having it, is he?
1: No, hey, I,
0: listen, Hams. No, no, lost no. The, but, but, no, no, the, no, Ham's, no, no, the, but, let me let me let me see let me see, let me see, let me see let me. See. I'm i I'm I'm allowing it, but because I did that, I was thinking about how we how I forgot Daniel Sturridge how I oh. forgot it for my Liverpool pick because we all think about SAS oh. but we think about Sterling Coutinho before Sturridge we don't think about Daniel Sturridge and Luis Suarez that's, that's mm. how I was processing it in that team so by all means have Daniel Sturridge great pick but there's me thinking of all the strikers I could think about Daniel Sturridge never came up to it and he was on TV last week as well
2: <laughs> that's what helped
0: <laughs> yeah no, no. I like I like that debate, but um go ahead, Joshua. Talks talks to us about why Daniel Surridge was underrated as a footballer, not just at Bolton on loan, not just at Chelsea, um at Liverpool, especially in that SAS. Why was he underrated?
2: Oh, he, he was the glue. Hmm. You know, he he you know, Suarez was amazing as much as he was a nonsense person, he still is. I don't know why I said he was. <laughs> he was a what, sorry? He was a, a what nonsense, he's a, a nonsense, nonsense person. Oh a okay. Not, a nonsense <laughs> person. I uh, thought you were calling <laughs> something that we wouldn't really know about, yeah. <laughs> he was a doctor's person but Sturridge is beautiful in terms mm. of the finishing, the goals and he would he would, he would do so, I mean like, like when they thrashed Arsenal the finish he you know just kind of first time bang bottom corner unplayable at times at yes, and what was really good about his time at Liverpool it had build up with Bolton good finishes injury prone they never really got going at Chelsea had a lot of appearances couple goals but wasn't really there and then boom Liverpool arrived and you know it was built up as when gerard slipped as a title for gerard and it was kind of gerard and carr getting their title but yeah. suarez and Sturridge were amazing there was you know probably look i can't think of it right now but it's, it's been hard since then to see a two a, a partnership like that in the premier league but Sturridge is equally as good as you know in that season suarez is amazing the goals he scored but the quality of that left foot the first touch and he was and he wasn't the Kind of the most mobile player as well. So he wasn't kind of like running past plays. He'll just get his body right, he'll just get a yard and he'll find the bottom corner or maybe the top. So in that period, he's really good, annoyingly. <laughs>
0: annoyingly. Do not, and you're doing that. you doing that He's up. He's played for City, Chelsea, yeah. Liverpool. He played for all the ops. Daniel Sturridge yeah. did as well. That's yeah. why I forgot about him, uh, respectively. Well, he never,
2: he never won a prem, so that's all good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he retired early and he got done for drugs as well. So he, he kind of went in a bad yeah. way as well. He, he, no, it wasn't drugs. Sorry, it was betting. Was it betting? Yeah, or was it was prim- drugs. No, betting.
2: He, he was in Australia, wasn't he? he was betting
0: in Australia? That yeah. was yeah. it. Was betting. Yeah. Nah, nicely done. Um, no, nah, great shout there, Daniel Sturridge. Um, but yeah, my final pick, my. Pick. I'm going to go to the going to Manchester for this one as well, and I'm going to the blue side of Manchester, and I'm going to go for a striker who scored double figures in three of his four se- three of his four, three of his full four seasons there. I'm, go- I'm going back to Bosnia. I did say earlier, I did, I did allude to it earlier with Azmir Begovic. I'm going back to Bosnia, and I'm going to someone who came in from winning the league at Wolfsburg in the Bundesliga to Manchester City and we're going for the six-foot-plus striker, someone who's still playing now at Fedor And the reason I'm picking this player is because he... I was playing FIFA earlier, EA24 FC, and someone was Fedor and I was an unnamed Premier League team for legal reasons I can't mention them. And I lost 4-1. And I'm like, he's still got it. He's definitely still got it, um, even if he's on FIFA and in, and not in real life. Edin Dzeko, my friends. Edin Dzeko. I'm z-
2: is, there's, there's, there's no I'm way... I'm we're
0: yeah. not having him. No way. He, he is, so he's is so underrated. Edin Dzeko is so underrated. Josh,
1: tell him you're not no having him. No way. Is he underrated? No he's way, a he's quality a,
2: striker. You're saying
1: Berbatov? Josh, is yeah. you said Berbatov, right? Edin Dzeko is so underrated.
0: 14 goals in his first full go. season. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, he got his powers though. He Mate, got, know, every, top every, every, everybody he talks about that. If Andy Cole is underrated. Edin Dzeko is underrated. <laughs> I'm not happy. that. You can't tell if you're if you're picking Andy Cole as your wild card for underrated. Edin Dzeko is underrated. Fifty I'm, goals in Premier League. That's it. I'm, you can have him, but
2: you got to give Josh Berbatov then. Oh, but oh, tricky because. You know, when he, when you talk about the Aguero moment, everybody talks about oh, how vital was it that like Jako stood up and got the goal. No Gekko one says like, that. No one actually <laughs> says that. You might say it now. You might he say it now. Equaliser.
1: Right? He scored the equaliser well, in that game. No, he, he, no, he scored it. it, but but people,
0: it. For, people forget about Eden Jako. I mean, Pellegrini yeah, did, and he forget, got rid of him. Look, I,
2: didn't I, didn't think think, it, I don't think he's underrated, though. I think he, I don't think you know if you look at our selection of players like Berbatov, because I, I don't think Berbatov is you know. Let's just put in someone that's. Not getting his flowers, but he got his ratings. Echo. He was a prolific striker. He got goals. He got derby goals. He scored. He just got ushered away through the mm-hmm. Pellegrini. They bought. They bought. They bought I don't think it was ever a period. I'm thinking. Oh, Echo for not good. You know. Oh, sorry. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. There you go. So he
0: did score for Man City, but yeah, I just like that rhyme. He's he's <laughs> scored some goals for Swansea. <laughs> um, um, you can have him. Josh is not very tough. Uh, okay, yeah. because I don't want Berbatov and Andy Cole for Joshua because that will be an automatic win on social media. I will concede Edin Dzeko and we will put him as our honorable mention for that one um, as well. But before I move on to my striker, I've got my striker already, um, and I've not picked this team, so I'm going to go for I'm going to go for him. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is going to be my second striker. Hasselbank oh, and Anelka, yeah. um, by all means, because we all appreciate Edin Dzeko on this podcast. Joshua, fire away. Talk to me about how Edin Dzeko was here for a short time, but a great time in the Premier League and what he kind of meant for Premier League folklore. Again, coming from a not-so-big country in football, but Edin Dzeko actually inspired Bosnia to their first-ever World Cup appearance in 2014 in Brazil. And their first game was against Argentina in Brazil, which is iconic. Mm. So let's say your thoughts on Edin Dzeko, um, both Joshua and Suki. Then we'll go into Jimmy Floyd Hasselbeck.
2: I think at that time he joined in 2011, wasn't it? The January. Yeah. Um, It was kind of... a period where in the Premier League you buy strikers outside the Prem you know from Bundesliga Syria and they'll just come in a flop simple and he I mean he they, still,
0: they still do to be fair Tim yeah Timo yeah Werner's there you team. go
2: yeah yeah but
0: not Harlan, definitely not Harlan. but Timo Werner is a good example
2: unfortunately not yeah unfortunately not Haaland you know Saldado as well sorry sorry it's from La Liga what are you talking about no but just no but no for but they will come into the Premier League anyways but with V um he came in and he just got goals and he got it. And it was once again that next step for Manchester City. I remember Rooney, you know, United have had some brilliant moments, you know. Rooney scored that wonderful um, bicycle kick. But Jekylko got the goal, you know, the equalizer. It was a scrappy goal. He came on, you know, got the equalizer that. 1-1. It was like, oh, city here now. Um and just it translated that form from Germany into the Premier League. And it's, it's not easy to get Premier League goals like that. Yes, he's six foot six. He, oh, six foot six plus, foot sorry. Mm. Uh, it's not about just tossing in the air. Great air, really, but he could But he had bangers with his feet. He had bangers with his feet. And through uh, gritted teeth, he really was, you know. And that kind of changed in the guard for City as well. They didn't have to buy him the January window. It was kind of like, he's just class. He came in and he was already a top-class striker um, for me. Um, and, you know, the impact he did internationally... Um, in fact, yeah, at City, yeah, brilliant, annoyingly.
0: <laughs> Nearly won the Champions League last season with Inter Milan at the ripe old age of 35 years old, which would have been crazy as well. So, Suki, because we've spoken about Edegeco as well, just to hear from your point of view as well, are we seeing the comeback of target men coming back into the Premier League in terms of how... A lot of players now are kind of, again, I don't want to use the line of following the mould of Edin Dzeko, but he was six foot three, six foot four, and he had pace. He had power. He could shoot from outside the box. He can get a goal poachers goal. He could do any type of goal. And when you worked the team around Edin and Dzeko and Sergio Aguero, they were on fire. And for me mm. personally, that was my favourite partnership. Not Tevez-Dzeko, Tevez-Aguero. It was Aguero and Dzeko. That, for me, that was a killer partnership. Let's say your thoughts, like on what um, Dzeko's legacy in Manchester City kind of did and are we seeing more strikers like him now in modern football?
1: Yeah definitely I, I, I think just on that question I don't think we're, we're seeing many strikers of that of that calibre right I think the only one you can say is the next generation but I mean when you look at Jekyll you think of like Jekyll, Giroud those target strikers mm. the ones that know the, the right place at the right time the right movement where to go there, the being that where that where that strikers. exactly they know, they've got that experience right and I think the next calibre of striker you're thinking of is like Ossaman awesome from Napoli that so it's running down the channels. I think we're not getting those strikers no more. We're looking at we're looking at strikers that poachers in the inside that 18 yard box and then we're looking at strikers that are outside the box that kind of integrate with play dropping deep. So yeah, I think it, it is a dying breed to say that he's having these having the kind of target strikers out there. Um and I think like with Chelsea, they they think Nicholas Jackson is that kind of striker, but he's not. Yeah. Let, let's be real, right? He's not a target striker, right? And I think they signed him in that in that hope that he will be. But you can tell there that, that kind of that kind of breed of striker like Dzeko, it, it's not there. And I think that's why we, we give him his plaudits because when he played at City, he was pivotal in the Premier League. He was pivotal in the Champions League when they first got in there and he scored important goals at the right time. So I think for that, we can't really say he's underrated because he, he got his flowers when he was there. Uh, and then you look at his longevity as well, of his career, for, so for someone to be kind of, how we say, world, world-class and the top-class striker, he's been able to do it at his age, at Inter, and Roma uh, then obviously now Ferdinand Bache it, it just speaks kind of volumes for, for what he's done in his career and I think for that kind of style of play brilliant and remember winning the league at Wolfsburg um, as well in the Bundesliga which exactly, was crazy yeah, yeah.
0: never seen anything like it from Wolfsburg ever since which is crazy to think about They're still getting into Champions League every other season but never won the league with Graffite and Edin Dzeko as a strike force which is crazy to think about um, yeah. nice to done there gents um, honourable mentions time before Suki fires us away with his partner I'm looking forward to this one as well um, so your honourable mentions let's see, let's see from my point of view if you think they're underrated or kind of rated as well so for me uh, if I have to go for a couple of strikers I was going to go for Freddie Canute both played for both Tottenham and for Ham. thought he was underrated Emmanuel Adebayor thought he was underrated as well everyone just remembers the celebration for Man City thought he wasn't too bad on his day respectively um, Romelu Lukaku thoughts underrated at Everton West Ham? West Brom, sorry. Man United?
2: Underrated? No, Joshua. Why? I don't think, I think so. he's rated. I think he's... I mean, when he left Man United and he ripped it into Milan, he was, like, world's best won the last Euros. He, you know, I think he gets his props. Um, I think he's... He was excellent at Everton. Um, I think... Uh, I, I know this guy I did the game the other day, Everton-West Ham. Calvert-Lewin got 50 goals, if I'm um, correct, or for, for, for Everton. Yeah. And it was Romelu Lukaku who was on that list. Uh, also, so he became the fourth person. You know, he did, he, he he was fantastic um, for for them. Probably wasn't the best at United, but he was good at Inter. I still and, liked about Man United. I can't lie. Yeah, I, I did as well. Yeah, him. it just became a thing where you know he, he had to. You know, people started memeing him and putting Timberlands and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> the first touch and everything. Yeah, like, but I think he was. You know, I don't think he's underrated. I think he's good. But you know, yeah, it's what it's, it's why we debate. You know, for a yeah. around
0: Shinji Okazaki um, was one of them. Paolo de Canio, Denver Bar um, for strikers. Yeah. Javier Hernandez I had down as well. Um, but it would have been Man United one, not West Ham one, because he didn't do much at um, West Ham. Uh, a few midfielders from my, uh, my side. We mentioned Clint Dempsey. Dusan Tadic for Southampton, who is much better at Ajax, but um, clearly, again, he's now at Fenobache and Ajax are tumbling down um, in the Eredivisie. G-Sun Park, of course. We've gone from Juan Mata. Um, Scott Parker, Suki, we had a conversation about that on a flight once, which was quite crazy. Um, Current player, Pascal Gross, I thought it'd be quite cool to put him on there. Um, Joe Willock, Suleyman Tari, um, Gini Wijnaldum, Uh, I thought it'd be one to put onto there as well. Hatem Ben Arthur, Theo Walker, Aaron Lennon, I've gone for in, in midfield as well. Uh, Bakary Sagna for defence as well Marcel Desailly I thought is highly rated so I'm never going to mention him he was underrated at all underappreciated but not underrated by any stretch of the imagination um, Tim Howard and Rupert Patricio I'd go for those goalkeepers and Mark Schwartz maybe um, from Middlesbrough any underrated players that we never mentioned Joshua from your point of view or you never got to speak about I
2: should say yeah there's a few I've got on my list um, that I've assembled uh, I thought Rob Huth potentially
0: I was gonna put Wes Morgan for my centre back. No lie, I was gonna yeah. put Huth and... I was gonna put Morgan and Agra at centre back. I was like, nah, I gotta get better players now, um, which is the case. But yeah, nicely done, with Robert, who could
2: play anywhere in the yeah. back four for Stoke. Um, Christopher Samba as well. Ooh, man, top baller. That was-, that was nice. Mm. Uh, Ryan Shawcross for Stoke. I think it's perfectly rated, personally. Ah, I'm so glad you choose that. <laughs> no, 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 again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Would have been a Brexit ball that one as well. Oh, um,
2: man. Midfield-wise, Nigel De Jong. I felt, you know, I thought he's really good. I thought Zoukie really
0: was going for him as well. De Jong and Graverson would have been chaos 11. That's all I'm saying, man. That <laughs> midfield would have been insane. Red cards, violence, every game would have been insane to see.
2: Oh, um, Harry Kiel for Leeds as well. Mm. Um, I thought that was that was one as well. I thought he had a bit of you know, a bit of finesse game. Steve uh, Malbronk. He was nice. Forgotten.
0: Is it in the t- I think he was once in the top 10 list of assists of all time in the Premier League as well. Yeah. But for Steve Fulham God. and for Tottenham, respectively.
2: Uh, Gareth Barry as well. I mean, most appearances. That's always we worth know. a shout. We never mentioned him at all. <laughs> um, Yussef Benayoun as well. Yussef Benayoun, I think. Obviously Arsenal, Liverpool, West Ham. Bobby Zamora, not too bad. Forgot about uh, him. And uh, Luis uh, Boamorte as well. Fulham, yeah, yeah, Fulham, 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 Fulham. Uh, nice. and yeah, that was it. I mean, this was very controversial. Robbie Fowler Uh as well. Is no, under-
0: I, I think is I think is underappreciated, but definitely rated. If you spoke, yeah, if, you a, if you had a if you had a Liverpool fan on here, he'd be speaking his praises. So by all means, I'm quite happy with that one as well, which would be good fun um, <laughs> as well. Oh, Mido, 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 Ooh, Mido. That would have been a good one. I put no, up <laughs> <that one. laughs> Not Mido. <laughs> Mido is <laughs> below mid. That's all that's all Suki's saying right
2: now. What 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 about Tun is Tunja? Tunjai, Tunjai. <laughs> is that Tunja was decent.
0: Oh, for that mid. Yeah, he was Yeah. Yeah. Um, Izaki then, that one season wonder for Wigan.
2: Yeah, 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 good. yeah, That would
0: have been good. Because with some of these topics, we can't do them as a draft because like, if we did, like, a one-season wonder, we can't do three people one-season wonders. So I like the fact of mentioning them as well. Potential topic for next time as well. One-season wonder, I see. Amezaki mm-hmm. and Michu up front. Ballers. No, Rocky Santa Cruz up front. Baller as well. That would have been good. Um, yeah, Sookie, Um any honourable mentions before you mention your final striker? Let's hear it.
1: I, I think you've said the majority of them. I think probably one to add just for middle-sprout. Alfonso like, oh, Alves, a striker. Used to wear number eight. Nice. He, he was that. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. There's loads, but I think you've, you've, you've both gone through the list of all of them that I would have thought of as well. So Maynor, yeah. Figueroa, Wigan Athletic. That would have been Yeah, cool. exactly. I think Zogbia, what you mentioned earlier as well. Oh, ex- yeah. decent.
0: Also saved them from relegation one other season as well, Wigan. Literally surviving. Yeah. It was crazy. Then we've got, we've got Nigel, Rio
1: Coker as well. Bolton and West Ham. <laughs> I'm only joking. He's so <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: what, what, what what about Solano? 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 Or... No, Solano. Solano. I I, 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 I yeah. yeah,
2: Peruvian international.
0: Lauren Robert left mid, crazy left mid. Lauren Robert, he was baller as well, yeah? Barely, had a yeah. Shot on him, some amazing goals from Lauren Robert, which is crazy. Jermaine Jesus, Jermaine Defoe no. is Jermaine Defoe is not underrated, but oh, Jermaine Jesus is. Yes. is. Jermaine genius is Jermaine is underrated, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially great. for his time at Newcastle, but. Yeah. I'm glad no one said Jermaine Defoe because he is rated. I highly rate Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. Top baller.
2: You put, you put him on the list just to kind of get a little... I see you. I see you, Hamza. That's, <laughs> that's, a,
0: that's like. what we do. We, we throw it out there for the content. It's good Defoe. fun as well. <laughs> Berbatov. <laughs> got... At Spurs. At Spurs.
2: Jermaine I think Defoe. his time at Spurs is underrated. That's Jermaine... what I'm saying. His time at Spurs is underrated. It's not hard.
0: Jermaine Defoe at Portsmouth, underrated. That's, a, that's another one as well. Um, yeah, Suki oh, Benjani. Yeah, Johnny, what a name! Kanu as well. Now Kanu was rated, I think. I like Kanu.
2: Kanu was rated, man. That, that's another bite I took yeah.
0: away. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's nicely done there as well. Oh, but yeah, without further ado, everyone, here's Suki's final player to so round up his um, underrated draft, Premier League underrated draft. Who are we going for your second striker, Suki, with Kevin Nolan behind him?
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah. So when you look at my team, I've got bold heads everywhere. I've got Flair <laughs> on the side. So it's proper Sam Allardyce. Um, I'm, I'm going to call my team at the end. I've got a good name for him, actually. Uh, but I need someone to be able to head the board down to Kevin Nolan on the volley. So I'll let you guys have a, Have a guess who I've, who I've picked here. Is he bold? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Peter Crouch? It is indeed, Hams. It yeah. is indeed
0: it's Peter Crouch. Crouch and Nolan could have been in the same England side together as well. how mad that would have been if if Kevin Nolan (laughs) if Kevin Nolan actually played in that game I think he had a call up once him and Crouch up front would have been crazy football under Capello or under McLaren I should say insane
1: Um, listen I had the joy of watching Jermaine Default and Peter Crouch Champions League against Inter AC Real Madrid absolute vibes yeah with Van der Vaart as well mate just yeah what a team, what a system.
0: Peter Crouch is the kind of guy who, when he retires from football, he keeps himself relevant. We see him in the media, we see him with his podcast as well. Travis is a big fan. Travis actually appeared on the Peter Crouch documentary as well um, on Amazon, which is out. Yeah, he actually did. I'll get Travis to send you the video um, later on because he was actually on there. He's talking about how he loved the Peter Crouch podcast. And I was like, blood, you're meant to be promoting Friday night I It's like, not talking about Peter <laughs> Crouch, but like, geez, man, you're there for one reason. And one reason only is that. Like, nah, I love him. Oh, okay, cool. It is what it is. But um, my favorite moment from Peter Crouch, it wasn't really when he was at Portsmouth or Tottenham. It was when he was at Stoke city. Again, me living where I'm living at the moment. Don't hunt my IP address. Everyone was, he scored that amazing volley from an acute angle back to goal against champions chasing Manchester City. That was a crazy goal. We've seen him do overhead kicks, bicycle kicks, the lot as a striker. But for him to do that, I think it was rather, um, I don't know if it was Demichelis or Kolarov or someone was behind him and he just did an overhead kick or a volley over Joe Hart, over prime Joe Hart. That was a moment where I think Peter Crouch got his name edged in Stoke City folklore as well, which was crazy to see um, as well. But yeah, nah, big fan of Peter Crouch as a footballer don't really watch what he does now, but again, top baller
2: and then top logo all around as well. Joshua, any final thoughts on Peter Crouch um, from your side? Yeah, I thought, he's, I thought he was good, I think. He's one of these kind of players, when you're watching him, he has to prove himself that he wasn't just throw the ball towards him. And I think the back in his career, he kind of has accepted that that's who he is. But great games. Patrick gets Arsenal for Liverpool. Um, solid goals for England at the World Cup as well became a genuine threat. Um, I thought he's fantastic. He Uses height for his advantage. You look at someone like Valve who's can't hit the ball. What's the point? <laughs> do you know, no, but it's true. You know, it's you, know true. You, you know, you're six foot six. You can't, you can't do any. You know, what's the, what is the actual point? But someone like Peter Crouch, he was a very good striker. And it's, I wouldn't say his height was a limitation, but it can be a disadvantage at times. And he made it his ultimate, um, his ultimate weapon. And um, yeah, he sort some really good goals with his feet. But yeah, I think a solid, solid player, solid player. And, and to be fair, the managers always got the best out of him, which I think is good. Yeah. It's not like just lump it to him and he's headed down. They got they got they got the best out of Crouch. Yeah.
0: One one final thought from me was in the 2010 World Cup when England were 3-1 down at the time, um, we needed a savior in our team. We needed someone to come on and change the way England were playing after we getting dominated by the Germans. And Frank Lampard's goal didn't count. And who does Fabio Capello bring on? He doesn't bring on Peter Crouch, he brings on Emil Heskey. And you're just there like, Peter Crouch is the one that scored in the World Cup for England against Trinidad and Tobago, but he didn't bring him on. And you're just like, man, that's how Peter Crouch's career for England is going out. I've been an unused sub when we need a goal. We need a plan B. And the plan B was to lump it to Heskey, who then lose the ball. And you're just like, OK, cool. That is not what we want in a, in a striker. So, yeah, um, nicely done there with that one, Fabio Capello, for Bruin England fans for years to come. Because we waited years, like eight years, for something nice to happen at a World Cup, and it didn't happen with Capello, it didn't happen with Peter Crouch sitting on the bench. Um, but yeah, I thought we smashed that, um, guys, ladies and gentlemen. If you've been playing along, I hope you've enjoyed what we've got so far. I hope you've um, noted your teams down as well. You noted know your team down, Joshua? Key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So I'll read mine now. Um, so in goal, I'm going for Stoke City's Asmir Begovic. Message me back on LinkedIn, please. I want you to become a guest on our podcast. Thank you very much. Um, at the back, my back four is Wes Brown, um, Fabrizio Colaccini for Newcastle, Daniel Agger for Liverpool, Gail Clichy. Then I'm going for a midfield four of Antonio Valencia, Michael Carrick, Moussa Dembele and Steven Pina, with a strike force that looks to fear no defence, Nicholas Anelka and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Joshua, do me the honour of reading out your
2: team's CV play. Uh, Jaskolainen in goal uh, goalkeeper obviously <laughs> uh, right back Caesar. sorry I thought I did that uh, right back are you sure back. he's not
0: played as striker on yeah. top <laughs> baller
2: <laughs> yeah. so in the sticks for sure to Finish <laughs> number nine you see Jaskolainen I love this game so it's definitely happened. in goal Jaskolainen right back Cesar that's <laughs> um equator Hangeland with Ben Mee and centre-back partner nice. um, Leighton Baines left back I think my midfield is my strongest department. Got Sammy Nazi right mid, Simon Petrov, sent mid, Abid Darby for Arsenal, centre mid, Martin gamps Pedersen, who low keys won the draft, um, left mid, and uh, up front Daniel Sturridge for Liverpool, nowhere else, and Andy Cole for me. He's the most underrated footballer in the Premier League. So yeah, I think I've returned well.
0: You've returned well, but Andy Cole won the draft for you. Uh, like when you said Andy Cole, and, and Suki agreed. I'm like, yeah, there's no, there's no point. I'm just using this <laughs> because I try, I I, 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 try, I tried my luck with Ed and Jekyll, but you boys have switched on. So I'm like, yeah, not, not a chance. So, <laughs> if if we had two duds on here, we're like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I agree, Ham, Ed and Jacko, underrated. It's like, <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you two were awake for this one, which is good fun. And um, what's really fun is Suki's team. So Suki, for the oh. benefit of myself, for Joshua, and for our listeners, um, read out your team back. At the front for us, please.
1: Yeah, definitely. So in goal, I've got the Ali Al-Habsi from Wigan. At right back, I've got Pascal Chimbonda from Spurs. I've got Richard Dunn as my centre back from Aston Villa. My second centre back is Tal Ben from QPR. Left back, I've got Andre Santos from Arsenal. I've got my two centre mids: Stephen Ireland from Man City, Thomas Gravison from Everton. And then on my wings, on the right, I've got Julian Faube from uh, West Ham, and on the left, I've got Florent Malouda. From Chelsea, and then up top, I've got my short and tall striker, tall being Peter Cratchit Stoke, and then little striker being Kevin Nolan from Bolton, set piece FC. Um, uh, is that your team name then? So, Kizar, what are
0: you going for? Yes, yeah, that set. is my team name. Yeah, that's okay. If I'm going for a team game, it's Asmir, message me back, please. Um, featuring 10 other guys, so yeah, that's going to be my team name. Asmir's going to see this and be like, nah, I don't, I don't want to follow this guy anymore. Um, Joshua, if you had to give your team a name, what
2: would it be and, and why? trying to get off mute there Uh my team <laughs> would be Andy Cole this is your time Sky man the sky. <laughs> he, knows right, knows well. to,
0: he knows he knows he knows how to rub it in he knows how to rub it in I'm just like nah man that's just so and, sorry Andy Cole
2: this is your time FC <laughs>
0: if you had if you then had Dwight York as the other one I'd have just been like nah this is not happening this is not <laughs> happening at all because Teddy Sheringham's rated Solskjaer's rated Mm. I, don't, I don't get how Andy Cole will get away with being underrated. Let's see what the public think. Let's see what the internet thinks. And no,
2: let's but you've got to clip up what I said in the first instance, because if you watch him in terms of his quality, one of the best strikers, but let's not lie to ourselves here. When mm. we're talking football, even as Manchester United supporters, we miss him out all the time. And, you know, working in the industry and you guys consume the amount of football that you do, especially with someone like Haaland, Uh, the records he's breaking, it's Andy Cole, it's not Henri, it's not your favourites, it's not your friend's favourite, it's not your, you know, your dad's or your mum's favourite footballers, it's Andy Cole. And because of that, he has to be the most underrated footballer. You know, the fastest 50th, you know, Haaland has blitzed the Premier League, 49 goals, and he's going to get another one probably against Liverpool, hopefully, (laughs) and bang, he's on 50, breaks Andy Cole's record, broke Andy Cole's record in a 42-game season, in a 38-game season. It's Andy Cole.
0: The, the funniest thing is, though, and this is what I like about it. And no
2: it. pens, no pens.
0: Sorry, no, no pens. But what my favorite moment is the fact that Joshua could easily have gone Andy Cole from Newcastle, where he was still a goal machine, and he could have had another Man United player in there uh-huh. as well. But because I misled him with my disdain and my annoyance, he forgot all about it. Because he, <laughs> he could have dominated his draft if he went Andy Cole, Newcastle. I'm like, yeah, cool. He could have gone for one more match. Sure. No,
2: because you know what? But you know what? I want to be true to it. You know, he was amazing at Newcastle. He was he was
0: still sick at Newcastle as well. Andy, um, Andy Cole was insane at Newcastle, but yeah, he was to be fair. But,
2: yeah. Mate, he scored 40 goals in one season no, <laughs> for <laughs> Newcastle. Well, there you go, like listen, he's like, it's, Yeah, listen, let's do it. Andy and that's Cole, that's right, I
0: mean, why it's too late, though. it's too late. It's it's literally too late, Josh. <laughs> you're like oh yeah Morton Gans Pedersen the man who won it like, Andy Cole won it but if you had Andy <laughs> Cole and let's say if you put someone like yeah I don't know, even if you put someone like actually, Van is not underrated but if you went for someone else like Louisa. that that would be crazy if you went for Louis Saha huh? crazy absolutely crazy but yeah you're going for Daniel Sturridge and I'm quite happy with that one as well which is good fun but uh, everyone thank you very much for this draft it's been an absolute pleasure an absolute joy to have this one going forward and Again, we're going to have more drafts coming up for the rest of the season going forward. This is a great format, and we love talking about historical football players as well, not just from our lifetime, but from different, um, different lifetimes as well, respectively. Um, Suki, I'm looking forward to seeing your match day vlog coming up soon. Why don't you tell everyone where potentially you might be going and who you might be watching um, coming up?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, in the next about uh, well, three weeks' time from, from now, I'll be going to Tottenham versus West Ham, the East Jeez. London Derby. Well, I say the northeast London derby, so uh, it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be some tense atmosphere. Walking up Seven Sisters Road as well, so I've got the week off, so I should be able to vlog early, be, be able to get some videos in in game as well, and then obviously do a match analysis at the end and uh, show people around actual Tottenham Hotspur Stadium because I don't think a lot of people see the kind of uh, the beauty of inside the stadium as well in terms of like the the, the bars, the brewery inside, uh, the kind of accessibility, sorry, accessibility in the stadium to get up to to where you need to sit. And the atmosphere as well, when you're with the South Stand, with the home fans as well. So, um, yeah, hopefully I get to bring that atmosphere. And hopefully we do win. And we, I mean, listen, we hate West Ham with a passion. So I'm hoping we beat them again, as we normally do. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll be hearing us chanting at the end, uh, not leaving the stadium too early. But I should be able to get some really cool clips and uh, yeah, do a, a good match overview on that one. That should be fun. I'm looking forward to this one as well. It um, should be quite nice indeed.
0: And Joshua, why don't you tell everyone what's happening with you coming up? the Christmas period as well because there's lots to go through as well in terms of your commentating your reporting you're absolutely flying right now but what's it's going on and not just in your draft picks because you've massively improved from last time so nicely done there as well um, but yeah let the people know what's going on with you
2: um, yeah just next couple of weeks more EFL stuff more Stockley Park of course you know it never stops around this period but yeah loads of, Premier League, loads of Premier League games um across the Christmas period I've got Chelsea Brighton next month on the Sunday that would be nice the second Jeez. Um, champions go to Luton. I'm doing that game, which is quite cool. Uh, I've got going to Spurs, which I rarely do, which is cool. Uh, 23rd December, uh, Spurs Everton. So That would be nice. Uh, Ooh, you going, going there as
1: well? Yeah, me, and Tra- oh. Travis will be there. Yeah. yeah
2: oh wow. yeah, Yeah,
1: make sure. Make sure oh, you're got more. Yeah, to sure come see us. Yeah. Oh, nice. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then yeah, lots of
2: Boxing Day actually I don't know where I'm going Boxing Day yet. Might be doing a bit of FBA Cup for for final score. Uh, and then a few normal, you know, championship games. So yeah, that's December. But honestly, Christmas—I can't wait for January. <laughs> I love football, but me. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there nice is
0: that. a lot. It's nicely done, indeed. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, I think my next game—it may be the Chelsea game, or it may be the Bayern Munich game. So we're gonna have to wait and see what happens. But yeah. oh, yeah, I'm a- going
2: to that as well. I'm going to Bayern Munich, Man United. I forgot. I tried that's to it. forget. I, I forgot I support Man United. <laughs> You're here in a professional capacity. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't support him at all, but I'm going to the buying
0: game. And just like with me, I'm there to watch Jamal Musiala. So it's going to be all good. Yeah, there
2: we go. There for me. Right, oh, there's Harry Kane.
0: Made yeah. the trip. <laughs> it's true. Need Sorry, to save gosh. a trip. It's going to be good fun. But maybe there'll be a secret game or two for me to watch in the new year coming up. But my, my, our next plan is we are now planning our next um, foreign trip away. So we're going to plan it and hopefully we can get a, a good game coming up soon in the new year a game or two i should say in the new year which would be good fun but uh, everyone thank you very much for watching it's been a great pleasure to have this podcast with joshua and with suki as well thanks for watching our match Save vlogs and um it's good to be back at it which is good fun i know it keeps him back at it but at the time of recording i've been doing my university work for like two weeks straight so it's back to recording and i'm, and I'm loving it which is good fun as well everyone thank you very much for your
2: time everyone thank you very much for listening take care god bless and goodbye you. Yeah, bye